for the touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Okay. Tonight on the show, we are doing Chopping Mall, which was Hillary's. I think it was this was Hillary's pick. Was this your pick? This was my pick. I love this movie. I just think it's so much fun. It just it's so 80s and malls and killer robots and capitalism and, you know, at this day and age this time around, I got to uh root for the robots. That's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. There I mean, it really was easy to root for the robots in this movie. Okay. All right. So, Let's see. What is your background with this movie? Because this was a second time watch for me, like ever in history. So this I I think this was like a third time watch. This wasn't like heavy in rotation. Uh, this was another one that I picked up while I was in college. Just, you know, super silly stoned. Let's watch B-class horror flick. And I didn't really, you know, I was super silly stoned. So I totally didn't like really remember it. And then I guess it was like early 2000s. I saw it again. You know, it was like somebody had it on VHS. And I was like, I feel like I remember this movie. And then watched it again. And I was just like, oh, this is fun. This is fun. I really thought it was going to be something else. I really thought it was like slasher. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, that was and that was also my mom's beef with the movie. Seeing it for the first time was the like. You know, like, I thought there would be more chopping. Yeah, I really went in, you know, because I don't read the backs. I'm not expecting a Scorsese. Is that how you say it? You would know. Scorsese? Scorsese? Okay. I don't know. We'd have to ask an actual Italian. Yeah, or somebody that watches (laughs) Oscar films. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's not like uh, Scarface. I feel like that one stuff. Uh, right yeah i don't yeah right i'm like i did scarface win uh folks if you're listening to the show and you know if scarface actually did win any oscars or golden globes or any of the any of the any of their things you're gonna write in and let us know yeah somebody needs to let us know because we will do a deep dive on things like you know fido and jaws 2 and all of those things but you know an actual good film don't know don't care nope not our (laughs) Ballywick, my friend all right so the background of this movie is that it was shot in the sherman oaks galleria which if it looks familiar it is also featured in fast times at ridgemont high as well as valley girl okay yeah that makes sense i feel like sherman oaks was also a breakfast club oh oh was it oh oh no that was that was Shermer, illinois uh that was the fake city that john hughes made up for the movie you're so much better at this than me because i really like i was thinking i was just like oh here's a fun fact that's probably where claire went to the mall no no hillary your brain just makes stuff up because it remembers things wrong that's actually pretty (laughs) genius though if you think about it it's like Shermer, illinois sherman oaks you know whatever i believe and i think our california uh listeners are gonna have to correct me on this one i think sherman oaks is in the valley I mean, it would make sense that Valley Girl would have been filmed there. Right. Like, I'll, I'll buy that. Right. So 
uh, it was originally supposed to be shot in a place called the Beverly Center, i.e. in Beverly Hills. Uh, but Beverly Hills wanted way too much money. Who would have thunk? Mm, yeah. <laughs> right. So Sherman Oaks Galleria said, you know, we you can film here, but you have to film here overnight and you have to be out of here by the morning. Yeah, which otherwise, you know, because that's when the robots stop working. I it exactly makes it makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, I actually they bought into the plot of the movie. They were like, all right, you're going to bring in killer robots right. that you know turn off at six a.m. when the mall opens. Mm-hmm. Good Perfect. for them. All right, so we open on a what is basically a training video for right. mall employees and security um, for these new security robots called protectors. Yes, the. I didn't they have enough they might have had enough yeah. protector one protector two and protector three because it's a three level mall yeah. so yeah oh wow I just got that <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not fucking with you I literally thought I was like oh three robots cool three the law of three right but that was it no yeah it's a it's a three-story mall so that's something that I picked up and yeah, it just really has, like, officer-friendly robots in the video, and the training video is actually a lot of fun. I actually, when I started watching this with, uh, you know, Talon and my 13-year-old, yep, we introduced her to Chopping Mall, and as soon as it started, Talon was just like, okay, this this is gonna be good, like, this is right off-rip, we got action, we got a little comedy, Our, like, I'm totally in, and then it, like, scans to, like, the audience and the lady and the guy in the mm-hmm. front row yep. that are just, like, heckling, kinda, yep. and he was like, oh, well, now I know who we are in the movie, that's, that's us. Right. Right there. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, and uh, in case you're wondering, that couple is played by Paul Bartel and Mary Warrenov, uh, famous from, oh my God, like let's say every movie in the 70s basically, but they are, um, they were the stars of Mortuary Academy and uh, so Mary Warrenov was the star, one of the, one of the stars of Rock and Roll High School and hi puppies. We are surrounded by puppies today, by the way. We are absolutely surrounded by puppies. So it's, you, you want to get up here? Oh, go see Mama. Oh, the editing. <laughs> it's going to be great. Okay. So, yes. So we open on this training video um, starring uh, Jim Wynorski favorite Lenny Giuliano. Great name. Uh, basically robbing a jewelry store and then getting tased. That's essentially what happens is this robot shows up, tases him, and then says... Thank you. Have a nice stay. And um, then they pull back and we see that this is an audience that's actually watching this training video. And they're explaining that the robots are not harmful, that they are basically, quote, stunning their victims and that the robots are only going to be in the, quote, mall proper. They are not going to be in the stores. They're not going to be patrolling the stores. Then somebody in the audience asks, well, what do we do? You know, how, how does the robot distinguish between a bad guy and a good guy. And they demonstrate that they have ID badges and they show the robot the ID badge and the robot recognizes it and lets that person, you know, carry about their merry business. So then we kind of go to a um, Italian restaurant. Yeah, it's an Italian restaurant that Allison and Susie work at. Ooh, you did do your research. I did. I did. I actually got, 
uh, the names of people because it was just uh, dumb teenager one, dumb teenager two. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just right. Like, that's going to be confusing. Two valley girls who work at the, what's basically a Sparrows, you know, except if like Sparrows had a back alley. Uh, and that would be Kelly Maroney as Allison, uh, famous from Night of the Comet, as well as one of the cheerleaders in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And Barbara Crampton, famous for a reanimator and from beyond as Susie, with the uh, crimped blonde hair. The only way you can tell these two apart really is one has feathered blonde hair. The other one has crimped blonde hair. One of them is going to show their boobs later. The other one is not. Um, Guess who survives? Guess who survives? <laughs> yeah. The, the sort of virginal question mark one. And fun fact, uh, Jim Wynorski hired Kelly Maroney as Allison because he wanted to date her. And that, folks, is all you really need to know about Jim Wynorski. All right, so a lightning storm happens, a la Frankenstein, yes. and ends up possessing? I thought it was like a short circuit. Ooh, okay, that makes more sense, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then I was... <laughs> I took it into a supernatural uh, place. Yeah, I think that we were blaming the lightning on short-circuiting the robots because it looked like they were being like charged in the wall sockets. And then it turned into short circuit for me, and I was just like, yeah. 25. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was, uh, it was, it was short circuit uh, without the blatant racism. So you know that's good. Although there, I will tell you right now, there are no people of color in this entire fucking film, not a one. So this is a very white movie. Um, so uh, speaking of white, uh, there are three men. I use the term loosely. Who are planning a um a party yeah. at a furniture store in the mall. And then I had to ask, I was like, is there, are there furniture stores in the mall still? There was, there was in mine. Okay. There was in mine till like, I mean, almost 1999 where we actually had two of them and they would compete. Oh, so that's awesome. Yeah. I actually did like a mental inventory of while they were, you know, running through the mall of just like, Yep, my mall had that, my mall had that, my mall had that. The only one that I was just like, what? Was the auto parts store. Right. The auto. I, I've never seen an auto parts store in a mall. No, I had not, not seen that. Um, so at this furniture store, three incredibly white guys, uh, I believe, uh, Brennan, that would be gum snapping guy, um, played by John Terleski, also another Warnorski favorite, and probably the only reason I watch Deathstalker 2, uh, is the sort of like mastermind behind the party. Then there is Greg. Greg has a really strong New York accent, and that's pretty much what you need to know about Greg. And then there is Ferdy. Ferdy. What is his name Ferdy? Did I, they... I don't unless his name last name is like Ferdison or something and they call him Ferdy. Yeah, I kept just trying to go like can I get an explanation as to why his name is cuz yeah, it's Susie, Allison, Greg, Vicky, Brenda, I'm making up names. At this point. <laughs> we are. We're but making up names at this very point. White names and then it's just like Ferdy. 
You're like, like what? Ferdy. Yeah, why? And Ferdy is basically the voice of reason. So I think He's it's his uncle. Is it his uncle's store? Yeah, it's his uncle's store. And they keep trying to say, like, come on, let us have the part. Like, 10 minutes before the party happened where they have all the beer, the girls are coming. And they're still trying to convince Ferdy to, like, have the party. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, well, Susie's bringing you a date, too. And then he's like. All right. Well, I guess I could do inventory tomorrow. Right. Because my favorite line, fuck the fuchsia. It's Friday. Because he cannot find Mrs. whatever her name is, fuchsia, in the pile of material that he's going through. All right. So the next scene we see is a couple who are trying to jump a car and I got to tell you, these, th- these were, this was my couple, man. I was fucking rooting for these guys. I loved her and I loved him. And I love a woman who can fix a car because I don't even, I mean, I, I, if, if, if Jiffy Lube didn't put a sticker on my car to tell me when it's time to get my oil change, I would never know. Uh, not only my car also tells me. Like, I have the sticker, and my car is also, like, uh, oil quality starting to be (gasps) low. That's fabulous. Is that, like, a new car thing? Uh, I don't know. It's a 2018 Buick. Yeah, okay. All right, so that's, like, a newer newer car feature. Wow, that's amazing. No, yeah, I don't know anything about that. But um, another favorite line in this movie is, um, ooh, who farted? Oh, my God. That's... Woo! That's rough, buddy. So, Damn. Okay. Are, are you sure? French bulldog. Are you? Sure? <laughs> Hold on. Are you sure he didn't go poo poo? Did he poo poo? <laughs> no, no, no. Bad. Oh, no, bad. Oh yeah. No, that's. Poop. Oh, we totally pooped. Okay. All right. All right. So we're gonna have to cut all this out. Yeah. But yeah, I was wondering. I was like, wow, that's a really strong fart. Yeah. Nope. That's. All right. So uh, anyway. <laughs> this movie so we meet this this couple yeah totally so we meet this couple and that couple would be linda and rick now linda did not look familiar to me um i saw her and i was like oh you know she looks like she could be in other things and i didn't do the research this time around to find out if she was um but rick on the other hand is in friday the 13th part two and his name is russell todd great name and He's the one who, I guess, he, like, teases one of the girls while she's going swimming. And takes her clothes, I think, like a total dick. Anyway. Yeah, it was the 80s. Uh, Anyway, one of my favorite lines from this movie uh, is that Rick looks at Linda and says, you know, it should have been for better or for weird. And I fucking love that. And I am putting that in my vows. You heard it here first. I got nothing. Okay. All right. (laughs) So... Now we cut to furniture party shenanigans. Now, I don't know about you, but back in the day, especially when I saw this movie, Hide and Go Shriek, I wanted to party in a uh, in, in, in a furniture store. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I really love the idea of just like, you know, the beds and the couches and all that kind of stuff. Um, I definitely as a teenager, right. I was just like... You know, putting myself into the thought. Right. Yeah, but of course now, as an as an adult, you're like, wow, those those items are crawling with crabs. Oh, for sure, absolutely, everything's crawling with crabs and bed bugs, this and that. But yeah, as a teenager, let's get party screw in the mall, uh, you know, and then 
screw on all of the furniture here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like totally let's have the teenage orgy in the mall. I, yeah, like 17 year old me is just like, fuck yeah, rocking good time. Totally all over it. Yeah, totally all over it. But yeah, as an adult, I was like, ew. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of gross. Um, so Dick Miller, that would be another Roger Corman favorite for this movie, uh, is mopping up the floor and he's mopping up. I don't know what that dude is that vomit or like a milkshake. Um, I'm going to say a milkshake or maybe a vomited milkshake. Yeah, a vomited milkshake. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's mo- he was he was like my favorite character. <laughs> Because he was actually just like really doing his job and going to work. And then the other two guys are like drunk and picking on him because he's working and like doing his job. Yeah, how dare he? Right. And he was just like, I'll have this done in 10 minutes. Just you see and like goes back to work. Poor bastard. Just like, yeah, I like that guy. I hope, you know, and in my brain, I'm thinking... Uh, so clearly things are going to go awry, but he's going to work with the teenagers to get out. That's what we're doing. Yes, absolutely. And so he, and and, you know, like anybody else would just want the teenagers to clear out of the mall and he's mopping up the floor. And then all of a sudden, uh, one of the robots approaches him and he goes to show him his badge Actually, does he show him his badge or is he just like, fuck off? No, he does. He he looks for his badge, turns around. And he's just like, I'm just like you, man. I'm just here working. And then like turns his back. and Right. Turns his back and then the robot um, electrocutes him. All right. Then the robot electrocutes him. Uh, Dick Miller, who you all know from uh, Piranha. One of my favorite lines in Piranha is, um, you know, the Piranha. What about the goddamn piranha? I told you not to say that word. They're eating the guests, sir. So he's fantastic in that. Um, And let's see. Oh, oh, so we forgot about one of the girls. um, Big, big tits McGee. Uh, Leslie? Or no. Yeah, Leslie. Okay. So. uh, So, okay. There's. There's, uh, yeah, because there's Linda the brunette. Yeah. There's blonde number one. Susie. Susie. Blonde number two, Allison. Allison. And then there's the one who has the giant boobs who works at a clothing store. And even though she calls her dad, daddy, looks like she's on the wrong side of 26. Oh, my. I don't remember this at all. And I literally just, like, did, like, a recap from this morning of just, like, me make sure I get my characters correct. Yeah. So Brennan comes into whatever that store is, RMG, which I'm sure is probably not a real store, and um, and is kind of, like, feeling her up. And, and she's like, no. And he's like, I can't wait. And then her dad comes in and he goes, can't wait for what? And he's like, oh, Mr. Todd. And, and she says, uh, Brennan's just taking me to a party, daddy um someone's birthday party or something like that and that's the party in the mall that's the the party in the furniture store but fast forward to in the furniture store everybody is having sex except Ferdy and Allison and so I was kind of like I said 17 year old me was like I would absolutely love to have sex in a furniture store however even 17 year old me probably would have balked at the idea of having sex two feet away from my friends not 17 year old me really because yeah. everyone's having i mean their beds are like really close together yeah no 17 year old me would have totally because they're having sex too now if they were just like watching me have oh, sex Jesus that's Christ. weird yeah. 
But yeah, yeah. no, I was hot at 17. Oh. So okay. for sure would have, yeah. And then totally tried to like up my friend's, you know, corner of my eye, seeing what they're doing and just being like, let's make our sex better. <laughs> dueling, dueling orgies at yeah. the, at the rooms to go. Oh yeah, no, we would have made this a fight. This would have been a fuck fest fight. Okay. So, which is fantastic. All right. On that note, speaking of sex and fuck fastest, um, so Brennan and uh, Leslie, anyway, are in bed together. And Leslie says, I need a smoke. Need a smoke. And Brennan says, well, so-and-so left a pack of camels underneath the you register. Camels! <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't smoke camels. And then so we, we get some, we get some uh, camel product placement. Actually, this movie, I will say this, this movie is rampant with product placement. Yeah, no, product placement and definitely, uh, you know, when he agrees to go and like, all right, I'll go get you cigarettes and goes to the cigarette vending machine. Oh, yes, folks. Back in the day, kids, there was an actual vending machine where you could go and get cigarettes for like, what? how much was it? He had change, change. in his hand. Right. He's like jingling the change, walking down... And I remember going to the pool hall at like 15 and buying, you know, like a pack of Marlboro Reds for a dollar 25. Right. Because she says, I only, I only, I only smoke virgin slims. And I I think, does she mean Virginia slims? Yeah. Okay. Or virgin lights. So um, (laughs) he goes to get the cigarettes and gets interrupted by one of the three robots. Yes. Which I got to say, I did like that they color quoted their lasers. So I knew who I was rooting for. Like the. Wait, what? Yeah. All the the (laughs) robot one was red. Robot two was blue and robot three was green. So I knew which robot was killing and I could cheer them on. Oh, my God. I had no idea they had different colors. Well, I totally missed out uh, Cigarette Girl. Uh, I got so excited for the cigarette vending machine. I took the girl totally out of the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, she yeah, she gone. Exist right. At all. Brennan goes and gets cigarettes. And I really, in my brain, thought he was banging Susie, which makes no sense because Susie's with Greg. But it, to me, it was Susie was just running around fucking everybody in the store. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, if you want to see Barbara Crampton's boobs, this is absolutely the movie to do it. I mean, there's several. But in this movie, um, Greg has a great line, which is, you smell like pepperoni. <laughs> I just liked her double lace bodysuit. Bodysuit. That that like it was pink 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 like like very like pale baby pink. Baby pink. Yeah, like black lace yeah. and it's just like let me take off one lace bodysuit and then the other lace bodysuit. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. So right it's on. fantastic. So she, so he says, "You smell like pepperoni," and she's like, "Well, if that's what you the way you feel," and then he's like, "I like pepperoni," and like, "Whoa, okay." So anyway, he takes off. Yeah, she takes off both layers of bodysuits and boobies, and then uh, they have sex maybe off camera. And um, meanwhile, Leslie is pissed because Brennan has not come back with her cigarettes, so she goes to try to find him. And ends up getting zapped in the back a few times by one of the robots. I'm not sure which one. I think that uh, it was level one. Okay. So she ends up getting zapped in the back. And then 
we are treated to the best head explosions and scanners. Oh, yeah. No, like, honestly, these special effects in this movie, for the time, and for, you know, again, I don't know what its budget is, but I can't imagine it was a huge budget. Not much. Yeah, like, the special effects and literally just how fast the movie goes. There's no annoying backstory of just like, you know, Allison lost her twin sister to, you know, leukemia. And that's why she just can't bear to lose another person. Like, I don't care. I literally just want to see the teenagers have the orgy. That's a crime. And then from there, I, <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> Right. Okay. Because we're we're billing them as teenagers in the sense that it says that they're teenagers, but they're so not teenagers, by the way. 1980s movie teenagers. 26. 37. And yeah, so I just want to see the teenagers have the sex and then I want to see them all get annihilated by killer robots. And that's literally what this movie gives you then with great special effects and amazing my favorite line actually i didn't bring it up before was when it's like jekyll and so they do the training video we're so back in time this is where time is time is but a construct and then it pans to the audience and it's you know the jekyll and hyde paul 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 bartell and mary warnoff who i think they're literally i don't even think they have names in this it's just you know, person one, person yeah, two. like heckler one, heckler two. And uh, the guy is just like, yeah, you know, they really bring a really unpleasant ethnic quality to the mall. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, we can't say that. But I was dying at just how with ease that that statement came out. And just left it in the movie. Oh, yeah, we wrote that and we meant it. It was it was definitely a different time, my friends. Oh, my. Uh, So they have blown up uh, Leslie's head. And fun fact, uh, apparently in my notes, I don't have Brennan. I have Mike. Is his name Mike Brennan? All right, we're gonna go with that. Uh, Randy, and it you know Randy. It's Randy, right? So Randy, uh, um, while getting cigarettes, he got tranked, and then he got his throat slashed by one of the robots. Uh, Leslie finds his body. She screams. Then her head explodes. Then everyone's like, okay, we have got to barricade ourselves in the storage room of the furniture store. Yeah, initially. Yeah, I they were talking about having to leave soon because the mall was going to go on total lockdown mode and they wouldn't be able to get out. Actually, it, the whole mall is in lockdown till 6 a.m. Yeah. So they're they were about ready to like end the night because I guess they had 15 minutes or so to whatever arbitrary time it is that the whole mall goes on to lockdown mode. And then next thing you know, uh, Leslie's head explodes and they were just like, OK, we we need a game plan. And they they come up with the game plan, like really right off rip. They're like, okay, you know, the girls go up into the air vent, go out to the, you know, garage, go get help. We'll barricade ourselves in here. Like, and it would have worked. It it absolutely would have worked if if Susie hadn't lost her shit in the air vent. And then this, I got to say. I don't know what I would have done at 17. I was trying to put myself there. But I can honestly say that at 
you know, now, if I was in the air duct to get away from the killer robots to go get help and one of my friends lost her mind and was like, I'm going to turn around in the air duct, okay, and crawl back because I need to go back into the mall for my loser boyfriend. Yeah, seriously, Greg's a loser. And I would have just been like, okay, I'm going to keep going. Like, I'm still going to go get help. Like, I love you. And, like, we're going to get through this, but you're being a crazy person right now, and I'm not going to carry you. And I'm not going back into the mall. Right. Especially as Allison, who really just wanted to go home and go to bed anyway. Like, Yeah, she she was done. She she doesn't even know anybody at this party except for Susie. Now, Susie's, Susie's freaking out, losing her shit. She wants to she wants to basically like kick open one of the air vents so she can get out and yeah it's not a it's not a pretty picture. Meanwhile, uh three white guys decide that they are going to go to Peck and Paw's Sporting Goods, great little nod to Sam Peck and Paw, and arm themselves with guns. Yeah. Oh, ish. Yeah. And uh Oh no, these are guns guns. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, they have like AR15s in the mall. Yeah, I like yeah, you know. There's a uh guns and um propane and propane accessories. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, king of the hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very propane. Propane, there's like pro they have propane tanks and guns. Um so they're they're walking through the mall and um the uh robots begin attacking again. Meanwhile, like Susie's pissed off. So she like kicks open the thing, she goes down through one of the air vents and ends up in, I believe it is an auto, an parts, auto parts store. Yeah, that was the one store. Now, like my mall didn't have an AR-15 in the mall, but we had like a sporting goods store and I get that we just had to keep the movie going. But yeah, the auto parts store where it's literally just walls upon walls upon walls of oil to let you know. A lot of oil. An auto parts store. And I was just like, that's the one. Yep, we did not have an auto parts store in our mall yeah yeah i i've never seen an auto parts store in in a mall and uh, now let me ask you this because we're you know we're post-pandemic at this point how long has it been since you have been to an actual mall uh christmas christmas okay so you actually like went into the mall and stuff it's 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 a lot different than it used to be that's for sure there's a lot of like stores that i don't recognize and a lot of the stores that i used to love are gone yeah, I had to take my kids there. Uh, I don't They wanted to buy something. It, it was like, oh, we need to go shopping for, you know, Christmas. We all have like 20 bucks, whatever. So like took them to the mall just for ease for me. And was just like, here you go. Like, you know, here, do like a secret Santa, each of you buy the other one a gift. And then it just has to be like one gift because you guys don't have a lot of money. And all three of them bought something for themselves. Nice. Yeah. That sounds, uh, yeah, that charts. Yeah. 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 So. Generation Z, ladies and gentlemen. And a, I think, 10, I have 10, 11, and 13, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, uh, so yeah, malls, malls have changed. <laughs> like, I, uh, what we're, 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 we're really getting out with that was not, to you know demonize any future generations but we were just basically saying like malls have changed i remember tampa bay mall or tampa bay center 
which was this huge mall in Tampa, which was by the stadium. And it had a glass elevator. And I remember that very clearly. And then I think if you went to like Clearwater Mall, they had like an ice skating rink. Yeah, I had two, you know, in Jersey, I had two different malls within three different malls. Now that I think about it, uh, within like a 20 minute ride. Uh, One of them had like the super high end movie theater. And then one of them was just like the poor people mall because every store wasn't full. You know, it was like there was like coming soon, like you could be here or whatever. And we were like, we looked down on that mall. And then there was another mall 20 minutes north that had a carousel. It had an ice skating rink. It had like the Nordstrom's all like all the way down to, you know, JCPenney's. Uh, like the A&R Strauss uh, and you know we we would go to like all three malls and then literally just go to Spencer's like a Woolworth yeah oh yeah like a Woolworth's uh, you know I remember seeing my first dollar store in that mall where everything's and I was like this is the best idea ever <laughs> everything's a dollar I could get 100 things here <laughs> It really is the little things, folks. Uh, So the girls are going to, the girls have agreed to actually arm themselves with the items that they find in the auto supply store. And this is kind of where, like I said, I'm team Linda all about, I'm all team Linda and Rick, man. And Linda is basically teaching them how to make a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, no, Linda was really uh, helpful and smart. And I don't want to get like too ahead of myself, but so... You know, she's all, you know, this is flammable. This is not. I'm a mechanic. I know stuff. And then in a in like 10 more minutes, Allison's going to cut to that, you know, her dad's a Marine. And that's why she knows how to use a weapon. Yeah, because that charts. Right. And I was just like, I feel like Allison was very non-productive. It was just like all okay, just, like, kind of tell me what to do. We're going to get through it, like, team player Allison. Whereas Linda actually had a plan. Yeah, Linda had a plan. She had the knowledge and everything. And then in in literally about 10 more minutes, we're totally going to do away with that narrative, and Allison is going to be the brains of the operation because her dad is a Marine. Right. So in meantime, the boys decide they are going to trap one of the robots in the elevator and you know what? I didn't get any further than that with that. I think they trapped him in the elevator. And what did they do? Set it on fire? They put the propane tanks on the top of the elevator. And then they were going to fire into the propane tanks. And now we have an AR-15. We have like a double barrel shotgun. We have multiple handguns. And it is literally white people shooting blindly in a mall and not hitting anything. Yes, it's very uh, A-team. Yeah. And then, then this is where Allison takes the handgun and first shot blows up the robot and the elevator and is just like, my dad's a Marine. Right. And, 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 and Rick leaps off a balcony like he's a fucking gazelle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he is parkour before parkour was a thing. Wild. And 
then as soon as so Allison takes the shot, makes the shot. My dad's a Marine. And I was like, oh, OK, so give her the guns, obviously, because now it's the only thing that makes sense. You are the good shot. No, they all take the guns back from her because three white guys. Yeah, totally. Three yeah. white guys. They mansplained, basically. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Susie tries to get away and she literally gets fried. Yeah, no, her. She. Yeah, the robot uh, shoots her gas can that is full of gasoline okay it from the auto parts store and it sets her on fire and she's like crawling to her friends that are hiding behind the big you know concrete plant things right and linda linda's like we've got to help her and everyone else is like yeah, really, what were you going to do? You know, with the amount of Aquanet in her hair, she really did not stand a chance. The best thing to do for her at that point would have been to put a bullet in her head. Yeah, absolutely. She would have gone up like Chernobyl anyway. Yeah, so yeah, she's crawling, lace bodysuit just melting to her. She's crawling through. I love that scene. Great scene, yeah. yeah. She just completely melts into the floor. Uh, they decide to go hide out in the Sparrows, and... Uh, Basically, Greg just, like, freaks the fuck out because he's mad because his girlfriend's dead and he's trying to tell him, like, why didn't you guys just go through the, go, go through the air vent? Like, you were supposed to go through the air vent. You were not supposed to, you know, let her go, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, you know, she needed – she she wanted to go, man. Like, now they're all – now they're basically – this is the, like, emotional breakdown of the crew where they're all fighting with one another – and uh, Greg decides he's like, well, he's not good. They're not going to get me. And I thought in like, really, because had this movie been made, you know, like five years ago, Greg would have put a bullet in his own brain. Yeah, no, Greg definitely. And probably everybody else. Greg was like the end of the mist. That's really how I see Greg, where he was just like, you know what? My girlfriend's gone. I see a way out. And it's. The Chris Watts experience. It's fucking suicide. I'm out. <laughs> so Greg, meanwhile, goes to fight one of the uh, robots and he runs up the up the escalator. And here's a big question here. Why haven't they been using the escalator stairs to this point? See, this I did actually think about this. This is a good question. I noticed that they are running the escalator stairs. However, the robot takes the escalate like it's working and i go what does does the robot have a key to the escalator to turn them on like they're stairs sometimes for the kids but the robots use them as an actual escalator because then otherwise yeah go all the way up to the top the robots can't get to you you only have to kill one robot because they can't do fucking stairs and you blow up the elevator now speaking of which there's also a plot device that gets completely abandoned which is when they're talking and they're like wait a second the robots are controlled on the third floor where you know mission control is basically where the robots already done away with two idiots anyway um we've got to get to the third floor we've got to get to the got to get to mission control which by the way never fucking happened and so i was just like i don't know i feel like that would be possible so go but then like the very next scene when they come up with go on to the third floor they're running up the escalator which is now stairs and there's a robot at the top. And he blasts the fuck out of Greg and Greg falls three floors. Right. And I was just like, perfect. We know that that floor, that that fall from right there is not good. Good kills people. Okay. 
And then the next scene is the robot using the escalator as an escalator up the stairs. And I went, hold up. Yeah, I know. I was like, okay, I can suspend disbelief long enough to believe that Susie Snyder, that Suzanne Snyder is a fucking, you know, teenager. But when it comes to the robot actually taking the escalator. Yeah. I was just like, how do, do I need, I need us to look into that. Now, does the robot know how to operate them all? Is it programmed with that in the schematics? Does it have keys for the escalator? Does it know how to turn on everything in the mall? I, you got to give me more information on this because my plan would have worked. All right. Exactly. So the gang decides to hide out in a department store uh, where we're treated to some very high-waisted camel toe from Allison. Oh, a lot of uh, camel toe and just some really great fashion ideas all around as they are running through the store. And then the cologne wall. I really thought that something was going to happen with that for just the amount of mirrors and bottles and everything that we had going on. I was just like, oh man, it's going to be cool to see that explode. No. Absolutely. And then they decide that they are going to give the robots something to use for target practice, i.e. basically throw a bunch of mannequins at them and then shoot from behind the mannequins. Um, and but not Allison. But not Allison, whose dad is a Marine. We are not going to let her shoot the robots, even though her dad's a marine and right and then at some point they uh bend the laws of physics when their energy weapons that have repeatedly broken panes of glass that's the robots reflect off of a mirror and cause a lightning storm on the robot and the yeah. robot twists and turns around and basically self-destructs yeah i feel like they did that a lot in 80s movies that mirrors bounce lasers always i just feel like that's a known fact for the 80s i am not smart enough to know if that's real life or not i'm not i'm not sure either i I know pablo pointed it out that that is patently like impossible but like i said i'm not i'm not smart enough to know that either yeah i you know i have a friend that i would call and just be like so hypothetically (laughs) is this a thing because i don't know yeah But yes, so they use, you know, the mirrors to shoot the laser back at the robot and it pretty much implodes on itself. So I was just like, all right, uh, you know, it's the 80s. I'll um, I'll buy that. Then the next thing we're treated to is probably, in my opinion, my most tragic scene in the whole movie, which is where Linda and Rick fucking die. And I, when Linda got, when Linda first got shot, I was like, not Linda. Like I yelled that. And then my mom kind of echoed it because she was like, oh, not Linda and Rick. No, you know, because they were my favorite fucking couple. But man, yeah, they got mowed down. That was it. Done Linda. Linda and Rick, dead everyone's dead except for Ferdy and Allison who then decide to split up question mark uh yeah I did not understand really the point of splitting up and I what was their re- I can't even remember what their did they even have a reason no I don't think they had I don't even think that they had a reason because Allison Allison opens up a door that's basically full of like old auto parts um yeah. and then Ferdy gets hit in the chest with a fire extinguisher and ends up 
Passed out. Passed out. He gets hit. Yeah. Well, then he gets, I think he gets hit, beamed in the head by one of the robots, and he's, he's basically. on the floor with blood coming out of his head, leading you to believe uh, Ferdy is now gone. Absolutely. And then here comes my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie. Allison decides to hide out in a pet shop. And I will tell you, as soon as I saw those puppies crying, I was like, they better not fucking hurt those puppies. Yeah, I did. I Once we went into the pet store, I was just like, okay, the dog doesn't die. Right. I, I know. I didn't, I didn't Google it. I did not Google does the, die, do, does the dog die.com before right. watching this movie. No, me either. Because it's usually... If there usually is, like, dead animals, it's so... That's not a real animal. Like, the graphics are so bad in the 80s that I know it's not, like, a real animal. Like, today in movies, when they're just like, oh, yeah, if the dog can't die. Otherwise, the entire movie is a shit show. Fuck you, Marley and me. Yeah. Oh, Marley and me absolutely cannot watch that. Uh, the dog's purpose? Uh, I'm totally thinking of the dog that goes to the train station and just waits for its owner to come and then they build a statue for it. Oh, right. Well, uh, it's like a Japanese dog's name, like Mishka or something like that. Something like, yeah, Uh, no, none of that. Uh, Homeward Bound, all dogs go to heaven, even the cartoon. Stop it. Fuck Milo and Otis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Milo and Otis. Because we all know about Milo and Otis. All right. All right, so anyway, Pet Shop Nightmare. Right. Um, spider, right. <laughs> Allison uh, decides to hide on the floor behind what looks like a bag of kitty litter. And uh, the robots come busting through. Okay, so here's, all right, so we got to do, we got to do a robot count at this point. Okay, one robot died in the elevator. One robot self-destructed, you know, defying laws of physics. And now this is the last robot, correct? It's supposed to be the last robot. All right, so the last robot busts through the pet shop and starts uh, shooting things. Thank God, no puppies. Um, Shoots the aquariums, uh, basically unleashing an army of spiders and snakes to crawl upon Allison and a scorpion while she's just laying there on the floor forced to not scream. Yeah, I actually really liked that, uh, you know, huge spiders... And so, like, I worked in a pet store at this age. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I was actually, I was doing the, like, okay, you know, not venomous, not venomous, not venomous. So, like, this is all just, like, a mental game at this point. Like, you are not in any danger, Allison. Like, oh, yeah, I went weird. No, I love love that you knew. I mean, I I knew, I have a friend, friend of the show, Darren, who does a lot of our promotional work for us. Um, had a tarantula for a very long period of time and said that the tarantula was very docile and loving and wonderful. So, yeah, my daughter had a pet tarantula for like 10 minutes till dad find, found out, like, mom, you know, bio mom bought the tarantula and then was supposed to, and Talon, total like man's man, until it's a spider. If it's a spider, that's my category all day. And, See, spiders, see, I, I, that's the thing, like, spiders do not bother me. I am very much like, hey, you get a wide berth, go hang out over there. Snakes don't bother me. Motherfucking roaches, that is another story altogether. Had the robot unleashed 
any roaches, which why would roaches be in a fucking pet store anyway, but had the robot unleashed any roaches that game fucking over. For me, it is centipedes or millipedes. Okay, see, I got to ask you this question, though, because I've talked to several people who have lived in places that are not Florida, and they've said that centipedes are a problem and that one night they were like in I think it was New York City and they went into the apartment and they found like a centipede eating a roach and they were like this is hell I'm so disturbed like that would be a a second level of hell for me I have nothing but respect for the roach I don't want to live with it but the fact that it will like survive a nuclear holocaust I'm just like game fucking on man you're a survivor I did so yeah roaches you could crawl all over me. I would be totally fine. One centipede crawling over the floor and I would rather be shot to death by the lasers of the fucking robot. Wow. Okay. Heard it here first. Fears that Hillary has centipedes are one of them. All right. So meanwhile, um, there is a box that is right next to Allison's head. And what it says when the camera is pulled back is cockatiel starter kit. But when the camera closes in, and God help me, if Jim Wynorski did this on purpose, I have a reason to like him for like a second. Um, but it says cockstarter. It once you pointed it at, because I missed it. I was literally doing the whole, okay, how many, uh, you know, snakes do we have? This and that, this and that. Like, what sort of danger is she in? Like, that's where my brain was. So when you pointed it out to me, I had to go back looking for it. And I was dying. Absolutely die. I was just like, that is cut so perfectly. There's no way that that was not totally intentional. Props to you for catching it. Absolutely. It was really funny was that I didn't even notice it until my mother pointed it out. That was what was great. It was, she's sitting there sipping her Tito's and she looks over and she goes, look, 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 you know, cock starter. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. That Thanks, will be mom. a gem. I appreciate that. We should get your mom to say that just yeah. at the end of this. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just shout out. Mom, say cock starter. All right. So meanwhile, uh, Allison decides that she's going to climb down the balcony and she's hanging by her arms, which would be like game over for me because I have zero upper body strength. I think this would be game over for most people. Yeah, it's like the tear thing that looks over. Yeah, balcony works, you know, and it looks over. And yeah, she's literally just hanging on by her like fingertips. You know, or was she holding a bar? Either way. And then lifts herself up to see what the robot's doing and then drops herself to like, I mean, she's doing full marine push-ups. So it's good thing. that Her dad's a marine. Her dad's a marine. And, you know, and she does it like four times. Absolutely. She well, does it. She does it a lot. Right. Yeah. And then she finally falls on top of a canopy and lands on luggage. I, I mean, that's where you keep the luggage on a right. kiosk underneath uh, a little tenty tent. Now, back in the auto parts store, Allison decided uh, rather fortuitously to grab a road flare and stick it in her bra. She has had it in her bra the entire time. Okay. Right. Yeah, even through the fall, it made it. I was the first time that I was watching this, I was like, where did she get a road flare from? Okay, from the auto parts store. I'm 
really miss that where I was just like when she fell into the luggage. Right. Like she had like she had there was like a stack of road flares in the auto parts store where she was like, oh, a road flare. This will come in handy in 80 minutes. Yeah. Oh, good for her. Because, yeah, I, you know, must have sneezed or something during that part and was very actually like. Do all women keep road flares in their bras in the 80s? We should. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to start now. Look at how handy it came in. Fantastic. All right. So now Allison decides, okay, I'm going to set a trap for this final robot. And she goes into the paint store and starts spilling paint and primer and all kinds of paint products on the floor. Yeah. My daughter, actually, this is when she looked over at me and she was like, what is she doing? And Talon was like, paint is flammable, especially in the 80s. <laughs> That's fantastic. That should be the tagline for this episode. Paint is flammable, especially in the 80s. Yeah, blew my daughter's mind. And so the, the robot goes busting through the glass of the paint shop and gets basically caught on the paint on the floor because it has no traction. Yes. Thank you, Pablo, for pointing out the traction thing. Yeah, no, that that was... Talon was actually rather impressed with this plan. He was just like, you know, paint is flammable, and yeah, now it can't really maneuver, maneuver well. Uh, very well done, Allison. Exactly. So then she throws the road flare, and the robot goes up in flames, and that's done and then Ferdy peeks his head up from under from over a balcony um and his head is just fine and they hug and that is literally the end of this film music by Chuck Serino soundtrack comes in and then we get our cast list cast motherfucker okay all right so Kelly Maroney played Allison we would know her from Night of the Comet and one of the cheerleaders from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, Carrie Emerson played Linda. And I... Did you recognize her from anything? You you ask me this like every time that I come. And I literally almost always say, I don't know anybody from nope. anything. Nothing. I'm, I'm the finger snap. Right, right. I'm the, who is that? Who is that? Who is right, that? okay. And that's what makes our friendship great. Barbara Cr- yeah. <laughs> so, so Barbara Crampton plays Susie. Barbara Crampton, best known for Reanimator from Beyond and lots of other things. Russell Todd plays Rick of Rick and Linda. Mm-hmm. And Russell Todd is famous when he knows you're alone, of which I still have not seen. And where the boys are, 84, not to be confused with where the boys aren't, which is a lesbian porn series that came out in the 90s. All right. John Terleski, uh from Deathstalker 2, as well as from The All-Nighter. He plays in he plays Mike in Chopping Mall. I don't know where I got Brennan from. Is his that Oh, his last name is Brennan. There we go. All right. So Mike Brennan. Sometimes they call him Brennan. Sometimes they call him Mike. That's John Terleski. I hate how he chewed gum. Oh my god, was he fucking like that was crazy. He was that just was smack, a- smack, smack, smack. Yeah, like in from his opening scene to when he dies, it is the biggest piece of gum and it like it was its own star yes yes that gum mike's gum should have his own uh should have his own page so mary warrenov and paul bartell played paul bland and mary bland i.e the blands uh susie slater played leslie that would be big boobed big boobed susie or big boobed leslie sorry anyway susie slater 
The only thing I know Susie Slater from is she is the woman who almost gets sexually assaulted in Savage Streets. And then Linda Blair, like, comes in and saves her. That's that's literally all I know about her. Um, I didn't even know she was in this movie, so. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> and we've, well, that's pretty much it. Everybody else is just, you know, cameos. We've got Lenny Giuliani, Giuliano, excuse me, Ace Mask, which is really just the best name of anybody I think I've ever heard. Ace, Ace Mask. Mask. Yeah. Okay. Right. It sounds like something you would buy. Yeah. <laughs> For a problem on your yeah. face. Right. It's like I, I, I picked up an ace mask. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much that is it for Chopping Mall. I have no fucking clue what we are going to do next. Let's pull up the list here. That's not it. At, let's. So we have let our, ju- our I'm people go on the fly here. I know what you love when I do that. I do. So I do love when you do that. I think that uh, we should just pick three. And then when we drop this, we let people, uh, you know, do go in oh, the con- vote. Yeah. What do you guys want to hear us do out of these next three options because we can't give them the whole list it's too much shit okay that's great all right okay so our our next three options are rats night of terror okay blood rage that would be the thanksgiving horror film or american satan okay yeah no so yeah you guys need to pick between rats american satan and what did we just say? Blood rage. Blood rage. Yeah, no, my brain totally. <laughs> so. Ah, wow. Okay, so we are going when we when this episode drops, we're going to make a like voting thing, and people are going to vote on what our next movie is going to be. I love it. What a great idea! You pulled that out of your ass. I totally. That is an ass moment. So don't. Let me down, guys. Otherwise, we'll never be able to do this again. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Okay. We have one shout out to give. A friend of the show, Robert Ortiz, has written a book called Nice Guys Write Bad Poetry Alone. Ooh, are we going to read one? Uh, ooh, what a great idea. Let's read one. Okay. Let's see. Uh, ooh. Oh, okay. All right. Let's see. It's called Now. Now. I can't be who I was. I can only be who I am now. What ifs only cloud my mind. My own bad advice has hurt me more than anyone else can. I strive to climb my own mountains of self-doubt. My mind is in constant chaotic change. I'm desperately trying to hold on to non-destructive thoughts. So tired, but still I'm able to muster the energy. My ego is all that I try or try to control. For I can't live in the past. I can only try to live in the now. Boom. Mike, mic drop, dude. Mic drop. All right. So Robert Ortiz, this is your shout out, sir. Okay. You can find us on social media, on Instagram, as well as Facebook. I got rid of my Twitter so they can go fuck themselves. I never had a Twitter, but I do have an Insta now just literally for the show. And I have a Facebook and I have been leaving comments on our Spotify reels. 
Very cool. Very awesome. All right. And you guys can catch us on Spotify, Amazon podcast, and lots of other things. Um, however, not iTunes because they will not return my phone calls. So uh, that is it. Stay manic, my lovely. 